Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome to the Elite Achievement Community. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach, here to demystify the goal achievement process. If you are ambitious and visionary, then let's get to work so you can maximize your potential. Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome back to Elite Achievement. We all encounter monsters such as regret, worry, guilt, or fear on our goal achievement journeys. Today's guest will teach us how to get rid of those monsters so we can reclaim our power. She brings the energy and you are in for a dynamic conversation that is sure to leave you feeling inspired to take control of your future. L.Y. Marlowe is an award-winning author and empowerment advocate whose life journey took her from a legacy of domestic violence to the opulence of corporate America. L.Y. made the courageous decision to step down from her 20-plus year corporate career to lead a life devoted to inspiring women. Through her award-winning novels, such as Color Me Beautiful, National Organization Saving Promise, and women empowerment brand, Monster Eyes. Welcome, L.Y. Hey, Kristen. I am so energized to be with you today, L.Y., and I cannot wait to dig into your story. Tell us, what prompted you to make the decision to leave your corporate career and lead a life devoted to serving and inspiring women? That is an excellent question. One that actually inspired Monsterize, which is my monsters. Before founding Monsterize, I have founded a national nonprofit called Saving Promise that's inspired by five generations of mothers and daughters in my family, my grandmother, my mother, myself, my daughter, and then Promise that became the fifth generation when she lay on the bed next to my daughter as my daughter was strangled and nearly killed for the second time by Promise's father. And it would be, Kristen, that story that I won't even say inspired. Inspired is not the right word anymore. It was a calling on my life, a calling on my life to do something. And eventually I would walk away from that 20 plus year corporate career. I was going to shatter the glass ceiling, let alone just touch it. And I made a decision that I had to save promise. And I remember the night that I made that decision. I had gotten a call and my daughter was still in crisis. And the next morning after I got her and promised to safety, I wrote a letter to the only person in the world that I thought could help me. And that letter started with Dear Oprah. And I'll never forget that was August 25th, 2007. And I said, dear Oprah, last night my daughter was strangled and almost killed for the second time. And in so many words, I said, if you cannot help me save my daughter, help me save promise. And that was start the launch of Saving Promise. And then as I began to develop Saving Promise and I walked away from this career, I had no idea how to be an entrepreneur, no idea how to run a nonprofit, no idea even about domestic violence. I learned about it because I wrote my first book, Color Me Butterfly, and it was that story that helped me dig into my family story because it was normal for us to be in these abusive relationships. And then struggling to 
build Saving Promise, now over 14 years, about five years ago, I started to encounter all of my monsters, fear, worry, doubt, guilt, regret, regret that maybe I walked away from this career that was promising for Saving Promise. (laughs) And I would go on and have all these struggles with these monsters. And then I wrote my third book called Don't Look at the Monsters. And in fact, that was something Promise said to me. And it was in that book when women started to read it and I brought the monsters to life that it born the concept of monsterized. I say I'm so grateful, Christian, that I get to live my passion, my purpose, and my power. My passion is to write. I write stories that matter, like Color Me Butterfly and Don't Look at the Monster. My purpose is saving promise. And my power, my power is using my story, using my message that's been transferred into a message, using my journey, my experiences to empower other women. You had a calling to save promise. And that LY has led to a community that you have created that is allowing women to recognize we all have these monsters and what are we going to do about them? Tell us more about Monsterize and the monsters that you are helping women get rid of on a day-to-day basis. Oh, you are speaking to me today, Christian, because here's the thing. Here is the thing. When I started promoting Don't Look at the Monster and women were reading this book and I would go out and I would speak about it and it was pre-COVID, it was almost as though I gave women, I opened up this Pandora box, permission to women to come forward and be vulnerable and honest and real. Be real about your monsters. And the biggest monster we all face as women is fear. Fear. Because we often struggle with confidence issues, self-esteem issues, guilt, worry, doubt, regret. And so my goal is to say, you know what? I don't purport that I have figured out a formula, so to speak, or a course or anything to help people or women specifically come overcome their monsters because you will always have monsters. What I try to do is say, you know what? Confront your monsters and do it anyway. (laughs) Do it anyway. Use those monsters. Use that fear. Use that doubt. Use that worry to propel you forward, to propel you forward. One of the characteristics of goal achievers is courage. And I have found, L.Y., that so many of us want to wait until fear doesn't exist before we take action. And I love what you just said. You will always have monsters. You got to confront those monsters and do it anyway. We can't wait for them to not be there. We got to do it anyway. So what are some strategies or practices to help us confront our monsters and do it anyways. I created this mindset around what is needed to really mobilize you, right? Because we become demobilized when we become stuck, right? So the first one is 
acknowledge that you have monsters. Identify your monsters. What is it? Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it doubt? Is it all of the above? Is it regret? Some of us are still struggling from past trauma, even from our childhood. (laughs) So identify it. Then confront it. Stare it in the face. Say, you know what, fear? I see you. I see you worry. I see you doubt. I see you regret and shame. I see you. And then you make a choice. Either you're going to let your monsters keep you stuck and demobilize you and just bring you down, or you're going to use those monsters, like my mama used to say from the South, what don't break you will make you stronger. (laughs) Use it. Build on it. Build strength. There is nothing that I have ever gone through, Christian, that I don't look back on and thank God. In fact, the subtitle of my book, Don't Look at the Monsters, is The Gifts, the Lessons, and the Blessings. Look at everything as either a gift, and a gift don't always come bow wrapped. It might be ugly. It might be challenging. For example, if somebody walk out of your life. You know, many of us struggle with, we're going through a hard divorce or issues with our family or children or whatever. Sometimes it's a gift. You don't see it when you're in it. You're like, I just can't let it go, right? And then you're in hindsight, you're like, thank God. It's a gift, a lesson. Everything that happens to us, everything is either a lesson, a blessing, or a gift. And most of the times, it's a lesson. You know, I love how Oprah used to say, you know, that first we, we get hit upside the head with a pebble. Then we get hit upside the head with a rock. And then comes the boulder. We sometimes got to wait for the boulder to hit us four or five times before we pay attention. There's a lesson for you to learn and you're not open to the lesson. Look at it as a lesson. Say, what is this here to teach me? What is this here to teach me? And then finally, a blessing comes when you moved all those things out of the way. And sometimes the blessing isn't bow wrapped either. So when you confront your moms, when you identify, you confront them, and you make a decision to get unstuck by looking at it as a gift, a lesson, or a blessing, then now you can move on and decide what is my next chapter? What is life here for me to do? What is my calling? And then you got to show up. You got to show up and take action. That's it. There's no rhyme or reason or formula. It's simple, but sometimes things that are too simple, we got to find a way to make them hard. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Overcomplicate it. We don't have to overcomplicate it. And do you figure out what is your calling? And don't wait for permission. Don't wait for somebody else to show you or tell you or figure it out for you. Just do it. Put one foot in step in front of the other. I have someone for a program that I do, Kristen, and I had a conversation with her about two weeks ago to join this program called FAST that help women step into their business idea. Just go out there. My goal is to make every as many women as I can to be entrepreneurs, right? And I had a conversation with her about two weeks ago, and she was on the fence, 
And we scheduled a follow-up yesterday. And she got on the call yesterday. She said, you know what, L.Y.? I got some news. And I was like, yes, I won't say her name. She said, I quit my job. I'm doing this. You know what I said to her? Hallelujah. You can always get another job. Find a way to do you. Find a way to do you. Did you hear that book called Find a Way by Diana Nyad? She was the woman. I read it. Yes. That's right across the ocean. Yes. And was it her fifth try that she failed? And she's 60-something years old? And she tells the story, as you know, Kristen, she wanted to defy the people that told her she couldn't do it. But she was swimming. She'd been swimming for like 24, 28 hours. Meanwhile, she's surrounded by sharks. She's being eaten alive by jellyfish. Her face and her head is as big as a whale. Her body is swollen. She cannot stroke one more time. Now, to break the record, you can swim up to the boat that's guiding you, but you cannot get on. You cannot touch it. They throw little sardines in your mouth. They squirt water in your mouth. But if you touch the boat or touch, you can come up to the side. But if you try to get up in the boat, you're disqualified. So she swam up to the side of the boat and she looked at her partner. Her eyes were slanted shut. She couldn't even look because the salt water were killing her eyes. And she swam up to get enough energy to tell her she wanted to quit. And her partner, coach, said, look at me, Diana. And she said she struggled to get her eyes slitted open because the salt was burning so bad. Think of that salt that she was dealing with as our monsters. Think of that salt as those who tell us we can't do it. Think of that salt as those moments where you want to get up because it feels too hard. And so her coach said, look at me. And she squinted her eyes open and she said to her, find a way. And she pushed her back in the water. Find a way. Meaning, find a way to go for that next stroke. Don't, don't think about the stroke after that. Just try to get that arm up and go for the next stroke. And then the next stroke. And then the next stroke. And then the next stroke. Do one stroke at a time. While you're surrounded by sharks, but they don't show us in that documentary later, you see it. But what you did not know is that meanwhile, not only are the jellyfish stinging her and sucking her dry blood, but because of the blood that's pouring from her, sharks are surrounding her and there's boats around her with gun rifles ready to shoot a shark that is ready to eat her alive. So when you have those sharks and those jellyfishes, and the stinging and the burning, find a way. Find a way. So often we wait for this magic answer or a quick way to do it. And what I'm hearing you say is there's no magic to all this. It is find your way, confront your monsters, take action. No one's going to do it for you. No one's going to do it for you. Those boats that they had around her with those sharks, her coach, her whole team. She have a team of about 100 people that put on this thing for her to break the world record. None of them can do it for her. She had to find her own way, one stroke at a time. So you might have a team. I'm not saying don't have a team. I'm not saying don't ask for help. I'm not saying don't even swim up to the side of the boat. You might have to do that. But one stroke at a time, get back in that water, dive back with those sharks. 
Know that those jellyfish are going to suck you dry. The jellyfish are, you're out of money. You don't have the resources. You don't have the time. You just lost your job. And if your calling isn't to serve, if you don't know your why, that's why you're being eaten alive and allowing yourself to be sucked dry because you don't have a greater purpose than yourself. Share with us, how can you discover your calling? Here's the thing. There ain't, and I'm going to talk like my mama did, there ain't a soul on the planet Earth that does not have a purpose and a calling. The question is, are you ready to hear it? And are you ready to receive it? Sometimes we go chasing other stuff. You know, I had one person that I was helping and she was like, I want to do this. I want to sell cell phones or something. I said, that ain't your calling. <laughs> she wanted to start a business. Other. When she told me her story, I said, your calling is for greater, deeper purpose. You know what your calling is. You know what it is. Maybe as a kid, you used to love writing, but somehow you gotten away from it. And you decided, oh, I want to sing. You can sing, but your calling is to write. You have to pay attention. You have to pay attention. And sometimes, and I love that saying, when people pay, they pay attention. You might be paying from pain and struggle and trauma because you're not paying attention. Pay doesn't always come in the realm of monetary. It might come in the realm of a lesson. Pay attention. You know deep down in the balls of your belly what your calling is. Are you ready to hear it and listen? And stop chasing stuff that you know is not where you're supposed to be. That was a message I needed several years ago because yes, I was chasing something. I thought I wanted, I thought I needed, and I was too scared. I had all these monsters that were keeping me from leaning into the calling on my heart to become a coach and help other people achieve their goals. So that message is incredibly powerful. L.Y., you have shared so many insights today. You talked about pay attention to the pebbles, the rocks, and the boulders. And sometimes those boulders are going to come at you multiple times. L.Y., you taught us about acknowledging your monsters. Give it a name. Is it fear, regret, guilt, shame? And then make a choice. We get to choose. Do we want to stay stuck? Or do we want to do something about it? And then your empowering message around find a way. The journey to greatness is not going to be easy. You are going to face adversity, disappointments. What are you going to do about it? So LY, if our listeners are fired up and want to learn more, where can they learn more about Monsterize, you, and the empowering work you do? Oh, thank you, Kristen. Just look me up at lymarlo.com. I'm right there, lymarlo. Or email me at lymarlo at lymarlo.com. L-Y-M-A-R-L-O-W. And I am excited to be here because I woke up this morning and I went for a walk with my buddy Henry, a one-year-old greyhound. And as I'm walking, I am like saying to the universe, to God, thank you. Thank you that I get to live my purpose. That I get to do what I'm passionate about. That I get to have the power and the integrity to do this. There's something many people don't know about me, and it's this. 
I'm an introvert. <laughs> like Beyonce, I put on my Sasha Fierce. Beyonce wrote that album she came out with years ago called Sasha Fierce. She talked about every time she get on that stage, she turns into Sasha Fierce. And we all know she is Sasha Fierce. So what I would say in leaving, turn on your Sasha Fierce. Turn on your Sasha Fierce. If you don't have it within you to do it, you're an introvert like me, turn on your Sasha Fierce and show up and do it anyway. L.Y., thank you for bringing the fierceness today. And with that, Goal Achievers, keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting the lessons that you learn, and identify your priorities for the next week so you can consistently make progress in the direction of your goals. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you are feeling inspired and want to join the Goal Achievers community, visit my website to sign up and get connected. We can also connect socially on Instagram. Follow me at Meet Kristen Burke. Links are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this show. Until next time, Goal Achievers, keep progressing towards your goals and celebrate those weekly wins.